You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, man. Feels good to be back. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome into the winner's lounge. Stop, 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 stop. is all the way down. All Man, the way down. There's winner's lounges, and then there's like, we get to clown the Lakers winner's lounges. Oh. Just, like, just a cut above. A cut above the rest. We're going to clown the Lakers a lot because they suck. My God, they are terrible. There's a lot to kind of laugh about. Um, but first, we present as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, Dev, how do we do tonight? Uh, we won, uh, and the lock of the night hit again too. Man, if it's a lock, it's just going to happen. Yeah, that just is what it is. It's the regular season. Also, you don't lose to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Honestly, it takes a lot to lose to the Lakers. Nuggets explored what it would take to lose to them in the first half. They were like, "What if we just they missed all of our threes? What they if did. we just didn't run or jump yeah. or try?" And it was like uh, it was like undercover boss, and then. And Yoke's like, you know, it'd be hilarious <laughs> if I just like humiliate like, Anthony Davis. It, it was hilarious. Right. It was uh, hilarious. To help me clown the Lakers and uh, talk about the Nugs, I got D-Line. Uh, does that what we just witnessed count as elder abuse? <laughs> it might be, man. Honestly, they're not that old. They're just like LeBron's old. Dude, Anthony Davis, I swear to God, Davis, is 80 yeah. years old. He is going on 80, I believe. Um, some, somehow worse off than even Michael Porter. Um, over here, we've got Superstar Dev. I mean, I wouldn't call that game fun, <laughs> but I did enjoy seeing them lose every second of the game. Uh, I really don't feel like they were up at any point in the game. It was just wait, they were up. For, they were up one time. One time they got up by two points. That game was frustrating, but also fun. I think the last like fifteen minutes or so was fun. Like there was some fun sprinkled oh, in yeah, at the dude. end there. That was very fun. They, but I'm with you. It was annoying early on. Yeah, but there also was one thing uh, that happened in that game. We haven't seen it all year. Bring it out. Let's do a quick rundown real quick for those of you that might have missed. Um, guys, Jokic picked up. I thought he picked up a foul right away, but apparently not. They blew the whistle, and I thought it was a foul on him, so it was my first note, but maybe I'm wrong. Murray could not get the jumper to fall tonight. That was a storyline early on. It started right off the bat. He was getting good looks, and he just couldn't get it to fall. Uh, AD looked so apathetic and terrible all night. This was like my second note. Was I was like, what's wrong with AD? He kept grabbing his back. He just, uh, Anthony Davis maybe has reverse dog in him. He's To say he has no dog. I think he has a he is cat in him. Is that what it is? Like okay. it, there, it has really negative <laughs> dog in him right now. Nuggets like another way up, to say cat. Nuggets go up 26-22. But here's the thing. The Lakers look so bad and like they did not want it. LeBron looked like he did not want it tonight. Anthony Davis looked like he did not want it. All the other guys look like, if our leaders don't want it, what am I supposed to do? And yet the Nuggets are only up 26-22. Then you get LeBron James versus the bench. 
an interesting rotation. We see this sometimes. Golden State does it. You know, you know, Lakers doing it here. Um, and what was interesting to me right off the bat was Christian Brown drew the assignment first, and then Bruce Brown gets the assignment a little bit later, throwing multiple bodies. But I just love the rookie getting the call. I mean, imagine being Christian Brown. It's his fifth game in the NBA, and they're like, "Yeah, go guard LeBron James." And guess what? He did a great job did on it. it. Um, and then. Murray, a second quarter really is when it started to get rough for him. Like the first quarter, he's missing some shots, but whatever. Nuggets are scoring. Second quarter, there was a run there where it just kept finding him, kept getting open looks and just couldn't find it. And you could tell it was getting under his skin. And then the end of the first half was absolutely ridiculous for Denver. They blew the final two minutes there. Like they were up comfortably and they just blew the opportunity, took bad shots, had some turnovers and allowed easy baskets for the Lakers. And they cut it to 54, 54. And you're sitting here thinking the Lakers don't want to win tonight, guys. They don't want to win and you're tied. What's going on? Michael Malone gave a heck of a halftime speech, I assume. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Nuggets came out in the second half, started rolling a little bit. Lakers, my note here is Lakers are so bad. And then um, Murray, who couldn't get his shot going, I thought did a good job of driving to the basket and finishing. He seemed deliberate, where yep. he's like, you know what, if I'm not going to score, I'm going to go to the basket. He started going, and he made some things happen. He had a great spin pass to Jokic. Yep. A little Jokic-Murray two-man game. Little just a bit, little, little bit. Murray-Jokic flurry between the two of them um, that I kind of liked. 86-71 somehow, but then Pace, uh, KCP gets hurt. He goes up. I forgot about We that. were worried that it was like a knee injury, but it was actually a rolled angle. That's why we do the fast recap. Oh. Um, 86-71 <laughs> Nuggets. AD and Braun start the fourth quarter on the court against the Nuggets bench. Michael Malone, I don't, I mean, I think he deserves a huge criticism for this. When LeBron James and Anthony Davis were out there to start the fourth, and when you have a full bench lineup out there, you give it a possession, maybe you give it two, but you don't give it long. Instead, he sticks with it. They cut the lead all the way down to nine points. It was 8-0 run immediately, and you think, God dang it, this game was over. You're up 15. Just end it. Just Instead, end it. all of a sudden, it's a game again. So Jokic has to come back in, has to come back in. It took him like three minutes to be like, all right, we're, we're over this again. Jokic completely took over. Bone saw a three go down, which was big. He had an off night tonight, but he got a three in that fourth quarter. Then Murray checks in, and he saw three. And that's all it took. The yep. Nuggets were so off. One of 16 outside of Bruce Brown, who was on fire in the first half. One of 16 from everybody else. And it was like, if you just make one or two of those, you're going to be up double digits. Sure enough, proof of concept. And then down the stretch, when it was Denver's up like 11-12, Jokic is... Jokic just said, you know what? I got this. I'm going to clown AD for about three oh, minutes in a row. So I'm just going to throw some one-handed passes. I'm going to go to the rim. I I'm going to catch on the move and get a layup. And then you know what I'll do just for the cherry on top? A little Sambor shuffle. Usually Dev, Yoke goes to the Sambor shuffle in an emergency. Yeah, He doesn't go to it like that often. I mean, sometimes when he's really in a groove. Tonight... It felt insulting that he went to it. Yeah, it did. It seemed like it was the icing on the cake. Like, hey, I've already uh, whipped your ass all day. Here, here goes this. Here goes a little bit of a uh, sprinkling. <laughs> Sprinkle a little sambor. He's like, AD, like, guys, I have 30. What did he finish with tonight? 30 something, 30. 31, 13. 31, 13, 9. And 9. And 5. No, they only gave him four steals. They must have taken one away mm. from him. They must have, for some reason. And by the way, he's 12, 17 from the field, 0, 4 from 3. So he only missed one shot from two. Just absolutely dominant in his in his bag tonight. All right, Eric, what's your big takeaway? Uh, my big takeaway is that Jamal Murray is going to get back. He is just a step slow. He is not processing thing, processing things quickly. He is trying his goddamn hardest to get. And I actually love that he just kept shooting. I love it. Like just, and this was the perfect game to do it. Like him hitting that last three was kind of poetic. Like it was like a nice little like. All right, like. 
let's turn the page. Like, let's start to think about like the next generation or the next <laughs> iteration of Jamal Murray. Let's get back to that uh, that guy that we know he can be. And <clears throat> I mean, I'm just I'm I am a an ardent believer in Jamal Murray. I just know that this is not yeah. obviously like the best he's going to be coming back. He just has to get there. And like you saw little flashes the game before and then a terrible second half. And like this, you saw like you saw the process was there, but you also saw a lot of times where passes were slow. He was slow, like just, just not quite in the game flow. That he so Jamal Murray's your top take though. I mean, I'm kind of interested yeah, because, cause... because I felt like this game was just kind of a throwaway in a lot of ways. Like Jokic was dominant. Like yeah, yeah. it's just like a, another Jokic dominant story that it's so, I mean, he's just, what can you possibly say about this guy at this point to me? Like the nuggets getting to their next place is holy reliant on Jamal Murray and MPJ. And like, I want to see Jamal Murray get there. And so I love that he's, Fighting, right? Just, he's not there yet. All right. What's your top takeaway? Well, I'm going to get to Murray a lot, but what is yours the same? No, no. My my top takeaway. I know we're going to like you know you want to just rag on the Lakers because they're a very bad team. Yeah. Um. But the Nuggets took care of business against a bad team, and that's what yeah. that's what the good teams do. Um. So just making sure that they take it serious. This was a a real bounce back spot, and also it could be like a, a kickstart for the Nuggets. Um. You know, season. Um, they played defense in this game. Um, they they held a team under 100 points after being pretty much the worst team in the NBA. I think it's just them and the Nets. Um, so you like you, you start yourself uh, on that end of the floor. You have Jokic who looks aggressive and tries to score, um, gets himself back into good graces on national television, um, and you just get yourself going. So I think it was just about this type of game, just fine tuning and getting themselves right. Yeah. And it's hard for me to give too much credit to the defense tonight because of how yeah. inept that Lakers offense is. So I mean, I, that like, I mean, my, honestly, my top takeaway from tonight is that the Lakers are so bad and that they have no heart. We, we'll get to them later <laughs> in the show because this is a nugget show. Nobody wants us to. They want us to talk about the Lakers and clown them, but well, they want it later. They don't want to write. That's dessert. They, 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 I bet they take it whenever. I think we want it. Uh, we do. <laughs> I, we, they, they, that's dessert, though. We'll have the main course here. Um, the Murray stuff is maybe up there, but I'm going to couch that. Brown and Brown to me are just such great like fits on this team. I mean, one of the things I think for the Nuggets right now, they seem very cerebral. They seem like there's a lot of new pieces and they're trying to figure out where those go. They're trying to figure out Jamal, is he the old Jamal, is he the, you know, what what's going on? There's a lot of thinking. The Nuggets need guys that'll run through a brick wall yep. and do that every time. Like bring a sledgehammer to work every day, right? They got a lot of guys that bring a scalpel to work every day. They need a couple guys with a sledgehammer. And Bruce Brown and Christian Brown just are twenty four seven. We're going hard. And I put this on Twitter. You know, the Nuggets have a new thing this year: the Hubies. If you screw up, if you, it's when a shot goes up, you're either getting back in transition on defense, or you're going after the offensive glass and you're putting pressure on 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 your opponent. Christian Brown never has to worry about that. He's going to be the have the fewest Hubies this year because he's always doing something. Every play he does something. Yeah. And the Nuggets need a little bit of that. They have a lot of the brain, a lot of the skill, a lot of the technique, but they don't have always the, a lot of the just like guys that just go and crash around. And and he's not a bad play. He plays in control, but he just plays hard. And same goes for Bruce. And to me, Brown and Brown, those two guys, man. I, I if there's a silver lining to come out of the KCP thing, it's that. Christian Brown, five games into the season, looks like he's ready for a full rotation role, I would say, right now. I couldn't agree more. I This is the most shocking development to me. You, saw, you heard my all leading up to the preseason. I just thought that there was no way that we would be relying on rookies. But he, and particularly him, he just did not 
look like he was going to fit in at all. And the lights just switched for him. Like he is so confident out there. Like he keeps doing things that show that he's like pretty unflappable also, which is, I mean, like imagine being put on LeBron James, like your first time seeing him up close, I'm sure like uh, on a floor with him and you have to guard him and, I mean, he got scored on the first time, but then he didn't get scored on every time. He stopped LeBron James a couple times, and he hit a three, and he is under the basket. Like, this is the player that we were told we were going to get coming out of Kansas, and it seemed, like, implausible based on how the preseason, how summer league looked. But, man, like, I'm so excited for where this guy's going. Yeah, Brown is a a workhorse, and... Also, just think about it. Every guy has that uh, that story about like the first time that they played against a player, especially LeBron. Yeah, his was like I played him pretty well. Yeah, you know, I had a really good game against that guy, and that's how you get your confidence up a lot more when you have those type of plays. Um, you, you start showing yourself on the offensive end. He's he's making his layups in that game. Like that goes a long way. He knocked down a three ball. That you know that goes a long way. Um, and also. He really is a part of this rotation. That's the he biggest, is. you know, that's probably my biggest takeaway. In the he day. absolutely he, is. He pretty much doubled, um, or he was close to doubling Bones in, in minutes. Like, they trusted him that much. They This also was a game against the Lakers where you're like, hey, we don't have a guy from LeBron. That's what it's been in the past. Right. And now they have a guy that they can throw out there. He wasn't the primary uh, guy against LeBron, but it's another body that you can add in there. And then um, he's not doing, like, not making a lot of mistakes on offense he's you know he's trying hard on defense and like you could uh you could rally around those dog so yeah like uh brown is getting better and better every single time that he's on the floor and that's as a rookie so it's just gonna come together and he's gonna get better and it's the size for him because like the difference between him and say gary harris who's a great defender but gary harris is short he's six four you know uh christian brown is six seven i I always tell people this i'm six five so i measure when the guys are six 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 you know you're like all right let me sorry you were real six six let's see it (laughs) he is taller than me like he is a very tall guy and you saw that tonight on lebron lebron's a monster yeah. You know, six nine, you know, two sixty or whatever it is that he is. So of course he's still bigger than Christian Brown, but it's not so much that you felt like uh, we got a guard on him. It felt like you had a wing on him when he was out there, and, and that was good. I, I, I'm not trying to take like a, a victory lap on this guy. I think that stuff is annoying, especially if it's not like I was that in on Christian Brown. But in summer league. Let me just read off these stats because I have people tonight saying like he looked horrible in summer league, horrible in this and that. Sometimes you have to compartmentalize on a four game sample size. You have to break things he just down. Couldn't shoot. In he couldn't league. shoot. He looked inept as a scorer. And by yes. the way, he looked that way in the in the preseason too. Exactly. And by the way, I don't know if we're over the hump on that. Like he's had a couple of good games, but no, I don't but he's know. He's shown us confidence. But he's shown us confidence. That's the biggest thing is that he's over a little bit of a confidence hump. But listen to these numbers in summer league: two point three steals per game, yep. one block per game, six rebounds five assists yep when i say he does stuff that's what i mean it's just even when he was shooting horribly and he did by the way he shot 12 percent from three in summer <laughs> league. Was, he good. shot that's not a good percentage <laughs> i think he made two three-pointers in the entire four games that he played but he always got steals he always got yep. blocks he always got rebounds mm-hmm. and then he always got assists in that role so for me that's the thing is those things he did consistently even in preseason and now you put him in here and he's doing those things again yeah. and it's like yeah we saw that that's the thing that translated and now his confidence he's calmed down a little bit and i'm with you i i think it's noteworthy when you just look at the minute totals tonight and you look at how many minutes he got compared to some of the other guys we expect to get high minutes and it's like wow i don't think he's passing a guy like bones in the rotation but i do think that five what are we five games in 
very confident saying that he has Michael Malone's trust in a way that very few rookies do this early. Completely. I'm sure Malone sees himself in a young Christian Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Malone's 5'7", five, five, not 6'7". <laughs> um, and then you got Bruce Brown, too. Like, Bruce Brown, here's the, the Browns, thing. Browns, man. The Browns are so great. Here's the thing about Bruce. At media day, didn't he say something about, you saw my numbers last year, 40%. Now, oh. look, it's early in the year. I don't know, think he's going to shoot 40%, but he goes four of six from three tonight. He seems to know when his shot, like he's not taking wild shots. He knows part of being a good shooter is good shot selection, but the rest of his game was very good tonight. Five rebounds, four assists, two steals. He did some stuff, but when you go four or six from the three-point line when a team is cold, the rest yep. of the team was cold, yep. saves you. Yeah, Bruce is, uh, he's, he's, he's confidence, not like not cocky. And he talks about himself a lot, like uh, to the highest standard, but it doesn't rub off the wrong way. It, right. it, it also like pushes other guys. And I feel like he's a guy that can push you um, in a lot of ways. He steps up in games, like in big games, he's, he's always there and he knocks down big shots. He also shoots the piss out of the ball. Like it, every single time you don't like really think of him as a shooter, but you shoot 40% from, from, from deep. He also knocks down every shot that he gets, and he's also so fast with the ball. Yep. He can play a lot of positions. Yes. Like they, they look, they look smooth with him at point guard, just because he's just running the offense. Like it's not like he's trying to break guys down or anything like yeah. that. He knows who he is, does not step away from who he is, and he also works hard. So like having him and a Brown um, working at the same time in tandem, like it just it, it goes a long way. And then other guys are behind him, like just just keep him going. Yep. So. Brown is like a, a perfect pickup. Like, Dude, honestly, perfect. He's, he's perfect. I'm at the point now where I'm over the hump. Like, everybody agrees on that now. I'm worried you're not going to be able to keep him. Like, he's the guy. KCP got the extension. KCP's great, too. We'll talk about him going down and what that oh, means. Man. But Bruce he's Brown, to me, is a guy where you're like, man, he's young. Oh. Does he feel like you want Bruce Brown on the you Nuggets for, like, like, five, six years? This guy, like, you buy a dog, and then you start talking about its lifespan the day you buy it. I meet my uh, dog. He'll leave till seven. He's a small dog. Um, <laughs> the, the big dogs. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that to a weird place. What's there, weird? Like? I mean, like, why are we talking about that? Like, I'm saying he's so, that, no, I'm saying I'm so, so confident. Dumb. Now, here's the thing, D-line. What two games would you say the Nuggets have looked the best so far this year? Uh, it would be... One's an easy one. Well, it was, on. Yeah, it was against... The Thunder, and it was against what was it? What was it's the, the two games that the Bruce two in a row? Brown Thank started. you. I'm trying to tell you the oh. Warriors, like the, what is I, the best I win? Remember, I the Warriors. I'm an old and then, person. And then I would say Warri the second half of this one, like they didn't necessarily look great. No, all it was of this Warriors one. Warriors and Thunder. My point is, there's some con some something here about the fact that you know Bruce yeah. Bruce being in the starting lineup, I think, brings out the best in this team, like. Because again, he's extremely smart, extremely unselfish, and extremely competent. Like he can do, he can't do all the things that like stars can do, but he can do all the things that are required in this system for that yeah. role. And um, I just look at that and I go, it's a small sample size. I think there's something to that. I think that sample size might get a little bit bigger though, Dev. You, Dev, you were not, nodding along here though. You're agreeing with me that Bruce Brown playing with the starters, it just unlocks his full value. Yeah, he, he really looks good with that. I really think it's because he does not need the ball. Like it yeah. when it, it, it finds the ball, he finds the open spot, they find him. Yeah. Um he also passes and rotates. He he's a cutter. Um he's just really like a worker. Um and when you have workers that also know how to get out of the way but step up when they yeah. need to. It just it just goes it goes a long way. It, may, it makes it easier for everyone else. I just think that he's a perfect fit yeah. um, on offense and defense. Yeah, he's a glue guy that can score. Yeah. So like that just separates him from anyone else and just makes him a lot different.
Yeah, I, th- I mean him with him in the the starting line playing alongside Jokic specifically. He's the guy that runs to the basket. He's the guy that pushes the pace. He's the guy that puts pressure on the defense. Like Jamal's not doing that because Jamal's like not there, right? right? So like to have anybody playing at that top level pace is like ch- changing what the starting lineup can do. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like. Bruce Brown is he's either knockdown Brown or lockdown Brown depending on the night. We he was decide. both man tonight. He was lock knockdown Brown. <laughs> lock knockdown Brown. Um, guys, you know what? I'm locking down and knocking down some hard seltzer, <laughs> some good go, company dude. hard seltzer tonight. I was I was upstairs. So I was after the game. I was like, what do I want? I kind of just want like a nice fruity beverage here, and I got a good company from Breckenridge love Brewery. I love it for me as well. You know, it's fall. Usually you would go with the classic Avalanche Amber. That's the official, unofficial fall beer of Colorado. <laughs> You'll drink an Avalanche Amber any time during the year, though. I really will. I really will. You've seen me order a dark beer middle of summer. It could be July. You're, I'll go ahead and order an Avalanche you're Amber. You're seasonal agnostic. You don't care. You'll drink I'm so you like agnostic whatever. about that. Um, but Breckenridge Brewery, longtime partner for uh, DNVR here. And here, you guys don't know this. We work in the coolest office. It's actually a bar. Yeah, it's and cool. it's also an office, though, as well. And even upstairs in the office portion of that, guess what we have? Breckenridge Breweries. We just have them in our... This is what makes DNVR the greatest place on earth to work. We have Breckenridge Breweries at all times, at all times of the day. And right now, I just felt like a good company hard seltzer. <laughs> Apple pear, which tastes like, I would say, a Jolly Rancher. That's how fantastic uh, they delicious, are. Delicious, so delicious. Get a little summer in your life, even though we're supposed to have snow tomorrow. Yeah, we are. It always happens around. Uh, always happens around Halloween. Every single year. The first little dusting of snow. Every year, yeah. and then it'll be seventy degrees. Also, want to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Dev, what did we hit on tonight? I haven't even opened up the app. Tell me what we hit on. We uh, we hit on the under. Hell yeah! Two, oh yeah, that's right. Seven. That that's was right. Easy. That was the easy. That was a lock. The Jokic rebounds was. was yeah, that was easy. also a lock. Man, uh, you know what's great about those? That's how I know you are right. There's some bets. The last game when Jokic hit a free throw at the end to give you your bet, I feel like that was you. Ca- you get half credit when Jokic has eight rebounds in three minutes. You're like, okay, Dev saw that one coming. Yeah, that one. That was super easy. What about that LeBron bet? You hit that one? Nah, he, was, <laughs> he was horrible in this game. Honestly, that was crazy. But it was great, like just to see in real time. Like, it was terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. Uh, sometimes he looked bad. That had to be like his worst performance in a long time. Uh, right now, if you when you download, it, you become a new customer at DraftKings Sportsbook. Any five dollar bet on the money line, which is an easy bet to make, bet about money line. Who's going to win? You get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. They've also got all of these same game parlays, and because it's the beginning of the NBA season, every single day there's a new odds boost. They give you a little odds boost. Hell single game parlay you can make very safe you know pick three very likely things to go and guess what you just get a bonus on top of that um so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code dnvr make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets when your team wins only on DraftKings sportsbook with promo code dnvr minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right live from ball arena we're gonna go to brendan vote who is standing by i believe he's standing by is he standing by still where the hell is he is he getting a smoothie yeah, I, he told me he called. He told me he was in the waiting room. Yeah. Um, all right, we don't have to go to him right now. Let's just spend another second here on King Yoke, though. Because oh, God, dude. The best. 31, 13, 9, four steals. Like, he, he ended up, he, he had his, I thought they had five steals for a while. They took one away from him. Yeah, we just got the lights turned off on us up here. That was very weird. Yeah, go let the bar know we, uh, we're yeah. still here. We're, are we, are they, I think we're kicked out. <laughs> we might be kicked out. Nobody can tell what happened. I just went pitch black in here. Uh, other than these bright lights. Um, were you unsatisfied though, Eric, that he finished with a sophomore double? Dude, this is some stuff. This is he like, could have passed Wilt tonight on ESPN against the Lakers. Against like, the Lakers. Against this, Wilt's this old is squad. Squarely, oh, yeah, squarely on Michael Malone. 
No this way. Is some bullshit. Yes. He right, let's argue. Early. Let's argue something here because there was only a minute 30 left. Yes. And he would have gotten it. But isn't that a dirty one, Dev? No. Oh. Do you want a dirty a triple double? Dude, you I would do nothing about that would have been dirty. Nothing. He got that. The best part about his game tonight, everything that he got was against Anthony Davis. Yes. <laughs> everything. There was like not switches. There was not, you know, like him uh, attacking a guy that he knows he could score on or anything. Everything came against Anthony Davis. And also, you said it would have been symbolic. It would have been him versus Wilt's old team. It would have been on national God television. It. it would have been, um, you know, them smacking the Lakers uh, of all teams, oh. like in LeBron. I, I wish that that would have happened. So that would have been awesome. Like I'm just so to actually mad. see that they would have got to celebrate on the road. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, everything right. about that would have been great. I I really wish that would have happened. But I mean, hopefully now it happens at at Denver, like at home. Like, yeah. I want him to do it at home with everyone there. So you're pretty bothered by this. I'm disgusted. That every now and again, you got to throw fans a bone. You got to acknowledge that there's something happening outside the lines. This was a big moment that could have been a triumphant moment for all of the reasons we just mentioned. The attention, the Nuggets don't get national attention that often. All eyes were on the Nuggets just now. We could have absolutely coronated the king. I feel like nobody really cared. I mean, you're right. That did, the you ever moment- see, did you ever see when Michael Strahan broke the sack record against Brett Favre? He broke out around the line and Brett Favre basically laid down. It was the lamest sack that's ever been recorded. But at a certain point, like you're acknowledging something bigger than it's all of the triple doubles that led up to this moment. So you would have wanted like Anthony Davis to just yes. part, like let Ish get the layup in garbage time for, for this. I'm pissed. Uh, look, I mean, guys missed shots today from Yoke. He should have had like 15. Oh, but you could have like, left him in for one. <laughs> been like, bro. Jokic is going to get an assist this time. Oh, I like that he got a soundboard double, man. Why like, do you Yoke, like that? So what does Yoke have this year? Five games, two triple doubles, one soundboard double, right? And then one, I don't know what we call the 9-9-9. Nine, nine, nine. A, tra- he a had His first game, yeah, trash game. But his first game, nowhere near a triple double. Four since then, all within like one stat of the triple double zone. Like, I don't know, man. This, this is. I think it's easy for him right now. I do think it's easy, and that's why I want him to be more of this, being yeah. the guy that is just oh, like, yeah. give me the ball and everybody else, like, yeah. I'll find you. I'll operate around you, but I'm going to score when I want to, and I'm going to go at guys. Like, this was a game that I felt like he not took it personal because I really, I really don't – I think he sees past Anthony Davis at this point. That used to be, like, a, a big thing. I, used, I even heard that uh, Stephen A. Smith said that he'd take a healthy Anthony Davis over Jokic today. What does he even He's mean? clearly drunk. But um really I just think that this was like he was like, All right, let me let me show you guys who I am. Let me prove to you guys like why I'm um you know, the two time MVP, the best player in the world. Um so I just wish that he did more of that and hopefully these games like remind himself like, Yeah, let's just get back to like that. That that feels good, it's fun. Yeah. Um KCP did go down tonight. Um, what was his night like before? Four of seven, three of five from the three-point line, had 13 points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. We, When it happened live, we thought it might be a knee, and we were worried about it. On replay, very clearly an ankle. Um, you know, you hope for an ankle injury, especially a guy now he's 30 yeah. uh, or 29, I yeah. think. You know, it's probably not the end of the world, but it is something. It probably does. And Denver's already a little shorthanded with Michael Porter here. What do you expect, Dev, in, you know, if he has to miss, you know, let's say two weeks, week, week or two? For them just to just continue to figure it out, they have other guys that they could throw in there. There's other um, people that could step up. Um, so maybe you just see what it looks like when you're just missing a guy. And maybe that reverts them to the offense of just playing free and just going through their, their main guys. 
Um, I think that's a good thing about KCP as well. You don't need the ball in his hands mm-hmm. uh, for him to operate. So it's not like you have to change your offense or your scheme or anything like that. Um, so, like, hopefully other guys step up and they're knocking down shots, especially their two best shooters would be, you know, down right now with MPJ and KCP. Um, hopefully MPJ is back soon. Um, but, yeah, it's just a different look for them. So I don't expect things to, like, fall off, um, even though we did see a little bit of that in the second half. But I expect for them to just have another guy. Yeah. What about Jamal Murray? Let's get to him tonight. As you mentioned, he couldn't get anything to happen for three. Are you trying to tell me that vote is here? Oh, um, <laughs> did vote go home? One of seven from three. He did get that last one to go. Thank God. I think it would have been a little bit. It's weird to say, but like Owens, oh, oh for six and one for seven feels like really different. Here's my thing with Jamal. You all summer, all come preseason. You're like, hey, it's going to take some time. You know, he's not going to be that guy right away. It's probably going to be 20 games. Yoke comes out and says 20 games. He's probably going to be bad. I didn't even think he was bad tonight. He just couldn't get his three point shot uh, shot to fall. And he had a couple bad moments. He had some really bad moments early on. But again, it's tough because I see a lot of like he needs to be coming off the bench. I think those are all fair argument. I don't think that's crazy. I just want to say we're five games in and five games ago. We all said we were expecting this. Now yeah. that it's happened, you're like, oh, no. Oh, there's nothing like the passage in time uh, uh, in sports takes is the most hilarious thing when you're like, again, for, for football, you're like, you know, we'll just give him three years and then this five games into this Broncos season is the longest yeah, oh, time I've so ever true. spent in my entire life. So you, you can't be patient because like it's misery when your team is losing yeah, and like is. you want to not feel miserable. Yes. It's five games in. Yes, of course. Like he's just going to get there. It's like him hitting that shot. Just, I felt like was, yeah. un, you know, it felt like he was unburdened. Dev, you, you, um, I know we're especially on Murray, you know, in this game, what, what do you see from him? And at least how do you analyze what, you know, where he's at right now? I, I do think that he's like uh, like starting to move better yeah. um, and more confident in his movements. Because yeah. um, there was like a couple of, of plays in the last game where he's falling and, you know, just like, you know, not right where he's supposed to be. But there's also like the passes are not there. Um, the rhythm is like off, like, and you know it should be. Um, and it's just like he's trying to work himself um, up in real time. Like, I really do think that they should limit. He shouldn't be playing 27 minutes. Like, he just shouldn't. 28 minutes, pretty much. Like, I, I think that there should be small stints to work his, his way back up into it um, instead of him having to come back late in games um, and, and just go through the motions. So, like, I want him to get healthy while he's also playing, if that yeah. makes sense. So that's yeah. why I feel like they put a minutes restriction on guys so that they could – get the real-time experience, but also they're not overworking their body and playing them for these 27-minute games. And then if it's not on back-to-backs, he's, like, just working, overworking his body, and I don't want him overworking right now. So um, I don't think that was a bad uh, Murray game if he doesn't miss all the three-pointers and just, you know, gets to the – we saw flashes uh, of good spots. We saw up-and-unders. We saw the big, you know, the big guard. Uh, We saw a dunk that he really shouldn't – that looked like a layup that he just went around just and went just slammed it. it down. Like the, you can see that he is still there, but he's also not where you want him to be. One of the things about Jamal D line is that he has great footwork, and we see this on the interior more than anywhere. Like the step through, it's like oh, yeah. just like he just has great body control. But you really notice it on plays like that one eighty pass that he had to Jokic, which is something I'm sure he's never done before or practiced. But when you have good footwork, mm-hmm. you're able to improvise in real time, and that's the thing from Jamal that I think has stood out in these five games. He hasn't made shots, and there are things that are off. 
but he has that there's something special about a guy that can just like figure out the angle to make a thing happen yeah i mean i think like you said his body control is yeah. like really where it's at and it's it's cool i also like to see him like just playing tough in t on the inside like he's not shying away from contact he's monster like, dunk tonight yeah he's getting frustrated he's like playing like that i mean i feel like it's gonna first his game is gonna his power will come back and then his finesse will come back you know it's like yeah. and so we're just in that place where again he's just we're just rooting through jamal's like confidence building right. process the one thing i will say though is that we are five games into this like 20 yoki almost like inadvertently set the time frame he's like he's gonna suck for 20 games we're a quarter of the way through those 20 games and murray even talked about this when he talked about his rehab is that you have to kind of always look at where you were because you need to like that's the thing you get confidence from is like hey a month ago you weren't doing this you weren't doing that and the one thing i'll say with jamal is I, that's what i want to see over these next five games you want to be able to say okay the first five existed here what happens in these next five i want to see him go a little bit faster under control but it'll pick up the speed now because sometimes you have to play at a certain speed to get used to playing at that speed and yeah. i just think he kind of has to pick it up in that one way but the shots look he's not going to be slow forever um on these three-point shots and if he hit one or two more tonight nuggets win by 30 and it's a completely different game all right let's go to live to ball arena i know we have brendan vote standing by there Oh my gosh, look at this. He is is it the club? Are we clubbing at Are Ball Arena? Club? What's, happening? What's yeah. happening, fellas? Can you hear me? Can you hear me good? Yeah, yeah. Of course we can hear you. Yeah. We and you're so close. It's so funny the setup you get. Is this a phone? Is that what there it is? Is it yeah, a phone? I'm on the phone? Okay. I'm on the phone. How was let me ask you the first part, the important oh, thing dude, here. It's bad. Yeah. Let me ask you the important <laughs> thing. How many Lakers fans were in attendance tonight? What would you say the breakdown was? Great question. I think it was more than you might think watching at home. And okay. here's why. They didn't got a lot they didn't get a lot of chances to cheer. Yeah. Uh, every time LeBron dunked, it was very clear that there were maybe thirty to forty percent Lakers fans in here. Yeah. Uh, but you just you just couldn't hear them in the fourth quarter. I'll say that. So they showed up, but What's the old saying I'm looking for? Oh, they took an L on the way out. That's oh, right. They did go, take an L go. on the way out. I'll bet you like more than half of the Lakers fans that showed up tonight had no idea that the Lakers absolutely suck. <laughs> you know, they're probably like, what's wrong with us? Let me see our record. Oh, my God. Oh, and four. They were really confused to see KCP on a different team. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, all right. What, uh, what, before you get to the coach, what notes do you have from the arena? Any other things? Oh, um, I thought the Nuggets crowd has done a good job at the home games I've been at. When the team gives them something, they react, they get up, they cheer. There's been juice in the building. There's just been some understandable lows when the Nuggets are not taking it seriously. But I think Nuggets fans have done a good job this year. Nice to be back around. And there's a, going back in the locker room again and stuff, there's a renewed sense of normalcy right now, huh. I think, behind the whole operation, which is which is nice. Yeah. You also, real quick before you get into the game, you know, you watched Michael Porter. I know that's been a big question around everything. Mm. And, and you were in the group chat at least saying, like, this dude doesn't look hurt at all. Like, what, what's your report on? I know this is an unofficial report, but what, what were you seeing from well, him no, pregame? Well, I also have a report. So if you want, we can use this as a second. Let's go unofficial. Man, that was great. Front, front end, though, just to answer your question, I thought he looked great. I, he, I mean, he's. The thing with Michael, he's always going to look a little stiff, right? Even at fully healthy, he's not the most fluid guy. Yeah. But look, the biggest sign that he wasn't well last year was that he couldn't hit a shot to save his life, and he's one of the five best shooters of all time. So <laughs> I, I, That's I, just I a fact the, at this point. It's a fact. I mean, I, I, I take, please uh, refute I take, it. I listen, 
I can just listen. If Tony Jones gets to say he's not elite, I get to say he's the best. But anyway, um, <laughs> he looked pretty good. He, he was getting his shot, but they were falling. And here's yeah. the other thing. They let him work out for about 20 minutes in front of media earlier today. They let him work out in front of all of Ball Arena tonight. Which why it was not surprising to hear Michael Malone say this. When asked if he thought if Porter could play on Friday, he said, I do. And then he said he could have gone tonight. It was a little bit of a back spasm in Portland. We wanted to be cautious. But if Michael had to play tonight, he could have played tonight. He would have played tonight. Right now they're expecting to see him on Friday. I think that's smart. And I do think there's something to – I don't know that they put him out to shoot in front of everyone. I kind of think Michael probably was like, I'm going to go no, out there and just show I, everyone. What I mean is they would say don't do it. Is what yeah, yeah, if know. he was looking <laughs> at yeah. Because if you remember, man, after the Houston game last year, Michael wasn't technically ruled out for the season, but we never saw him again. Right, so right. He's, he's out here. He's out and about. So they don't seem particularly concerned. Uh, right into Calvin Booth, uh, one-word answer, precaution. So there you All go. Right. Um, we uh, about Jamal Murray, I heard Eric just talking about uh, him before I hopped in. I asked Malone if there's a message for him right now from the team, if it's just a laissez-faire and trust approach in terms of waiting for a guy to be, you know, who we all know he can be. And he said it actually has been an active approach. It's been a lot of, you know, guys letting him know, man, just, just trust yourself. It's okay. You know, he's missing shots right now. Him taking and missing those shots. Yeah. And they're just letting they're just letting him know as long as you're playing hard, man. Like we trust you out there. And as Malone said, you're gonna be you eventually. He doesn't know what it is, right? But he knows it's gonna happen. And so there actually is a lot of messaging for Marie right now who look, the last time he was on a court, he was just capable of much more. So I, I can only imagine how frustrated that is. Yeah. Malone's initial initial comments tonight, his the thing he was happiest with was the third quarter, the way they responded after half. And I love that he brought this up because it was their best third quarter, and he said it might have even been their best quarter to date of the season, the young season. Look, they keep coming out and just taking these quarters, treating these quarters unseriously. Tonight, I think they saw a Lakers team that was ready to fold, put their foot on the gas in the third. And for as much as this was a very sloppy and, in my opinion, kind of poor game from Denver in terms of what they're capable of, the third quarter was really good. And uh, Malone was really, really proud of that. I'm curious about the D. I mean, Malone was happy with tonight's defense because one of the things that happened is they shot eight of 30 from three, which I believe is their best shooting game from three this year. <laughs> They're really bad. But, but like, part of me wonders, you know, if you make just a regular amount of those, this game maybe is a little different. But he was happy with the process tonight. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. I mean, I think it was to be more specific. I think he was. I don't know if I would say he was happy with the process of the whole game, but third quarters, which have been their Achilles heel, they took that one really seriously. That's where they cleaned it up. Lo and behold, that's where they won a game against an inferior opponent. So okay. I, I get that he circled that because they've just been so bad out of yeah. that. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about Christian Brown, um, just how easy he makes it for Malone to trust him because he's not just a capable and willing defender. The second part being, important he's a disciplined defender he is a smart defender and he's a very coachable player who's going out of his way to seek advice from the coaching staff from Jokic, from guys um so i think they're really pleased with that element of it it's not just always out there playing harder than everyone he really understands his assignment and and as a defender on the floor not just the guy he's guarding and so his commitment to that has made it much much easier um He's a Malone guy for sure, man. He's a Malone guy. I mean, I didn't. I wanted to get the follow up in tonight. I couldn't squeeze it in, but 
when was the last time Malone had a rookie in his rotation four games in? I mean, it's, it wasn't Jamal, it wasn't Jokic, it wasn't Mike, it wasn't Bones. So, you know, it just goes to show you what, what it takes to ingratiate yourself with Michael Malone, coachability, discipline on defense and effort. Christian's brought all those things. Yeah. The last, last note that I have, he did not get to, uh, he talked to KCP briefly after he came out from the tunnel. He said he seemed fine, but he hasn't got, gotten to, to meet with the trainers yet or anything, so there's no update there. Um, did run down there after the injury. PR is telling me he's, hot, he's testing it back there. He wants to come back in. Um, so I think they didn't see it, it wasn't worth it tonight, and it hurt a little bit too much. But just in case if you're wondering if it, you know, how drastic it was, there was at least a thought and an effort to get him back tonight. We'll see about Friday. All right. I like it. Is there anything else from Michael Malone that stood out? Oh, he was, in fact, disappointed with Nathaniel Ratliff for missing the free throw. Boo. Oh, he missed the free throw? <laughs> airballed it. Oh, he airballed it. Also, uh, Michael Malone. Hey, there's Harrison Wind of DMVR. Oh, man. Wow. Dude, I, hop right in, bro. Vote. Who's Nathaniel Ratliff? Dude, <laughs> you know what? Don't, 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 don't. You probably have a shirt of him, Dev, is what yeah, I mean, no he's a guy that you have a shirt of. So, <laughs> I, I, If my Neo-Americana guys can't uh, shoot hoops, I don't want anything to do with them. That's so true. That's so true. Um, <laughs> All right, when, Wind up next. Is he going to open his own computer then? Is that the plan? Well, yeah, because as he tells you every night, I got to go home earlier than he does. So he's in. I'm out. You guys have a good one. All right. We'll hit a commercial break while Wind is setting up. And then we'll get the, the live story from somebody else. Actually, I'm very curious to hear. Do you think Christian Brown got a podium game? Do we know who got a podium game tonight? Ooh. I would guess Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> Jokic I would think probably Jokic had one. Yeah. Yeah. I, would I would guess, guess Jokic. Does, does Jamal ever get him? It seems like he hasn't been able to speak. Yeah, he I want to just hear him talk there. about how he's feeling. I want to tell you guys right now about Avaca TV and something very near and dear to me. Guys, tomorrow at 7 o'clock on Avaca TV, premiering the first ever movie I've, I've ever made. We've ever made. And uh, actually, it's not made yet, but it should be done here <laughs> shortly. No, it's, it's ready to go. Uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m., uh, our documentary on Serbia. It's a little bit about our trip. You know, you already saw our vlogs. You've already kind of got a, an appetizer, if you will, of how that trip went. And you followed us along. But there was a lot of like interviews that happened that you haven't got to hear about. Mishko Reznatovic, Jokic's agent, who tells these stories about Jokic, uh, you know, discovering Jokic and the plan that they put in place when they first met him. And there's some stories that you've heard a little bit about, but you've never heard them in this detail and with all of these different notes here. Um, and that's going to be premiering tomorrow. We've also got just a lot of stuff about sports culture uh, there, the national team and what it means, a little bit of history. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. If you're diehard Nikola Jokic fans as I am, I think you're really going to enjoy this. It's 58 minutes, uh, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. That premieres tomorrow exclusively on Avaca TV. What is Avaca TV? Well, right now it's like the Colorado cable. It allows you to get access to Altitude Television as well as a bunch of other channels, that you, all the channels that you're going to want, but especially altitude tv where you can watch the stanley cup champion avalanche and your denver nuggets as well as the dnvr channel when you have it there's a little like landing page on it and it's like altitude espn you know whatever then it's got one that says dnvr where you can watch this very show some of you guys are watching it right now i know that because we missed one show and people were writing us being like yo i'm on Avaca. where are you guys at <laughs> our bad we didn't plug a certain wire in or something like that but now but i'm telling you this is how cool Avaca is is they have a dnvr landing page and right now that landing page has 100 Invisible Threads, right mm -hmm. there, telling you, tomorrow, 7 o'clock. So check them out, guys. They're a really cool partner of ours, and uh, you can get the $25 a month 
You get all their channels plus $5 a month for the receiver. Also want to tell you guys about the Game Time app. Eric, you're familiar with this Game Time app. Oh, as a lifelong procrastinator and a man who loves uh, value, yeah. Game Time is a, wow. a perfect app for me. I look for games to, to attend at the very last minute, and I'm rewarded for my poor behavior. But what about, I, I mean, games are cool, but what about concerts and events? Well, I'm not, I don't go to concerts or events. You really don't. Sports are nothing for really? me. Really? But if you were to go to one, would I've you heard, recommend I've the game young time people app? mentioning that they like concerts, yeah. things like that. Other people, uh, maybe you can go see Nathaniel Rateliff. You probably play yeah, basketball. Would, Nathaniel Rateliff is a great actor. show, man. That sounds like a, just an actor. <laughs> Dude, he gives, know, I, he's a great show. We should go, Dev. You might actually you, like, I'm telling you, you might actually like the be, You might the actually be, like I'm telling you, you might actually you, like. You're saying the, you don't, but I'm telling you, Dev. The and the thing you don't know about Nathaniel Rateliff really quick. Anything. I did. I did stand behind <laughs> him at a snarf one time and order a sandwich. Did you? What, what? did he get? Yeah. What did he get? Do you remember? I don't want to kiss. A I don't danger want a sandwich and tell. Yeah, you got to get a danger. You recognize them in public. Other people did. The Game Time app right now, guys. The link in this description. I'm telling you, put this in your head. Anytime you want to get tickets to anything, just be like, oh, that's right. The link's in the description on the DMVR show. I'm gonna go to the DMVR show. Click on the link. Open up the Game Time app and find the absolute best deals. All right, let's go back to Ball Arena now. Let's talk to the man with the wind in his hair. Who I just, we assume just talk to Jokic and maybe Christian Brown. We'll maybe bring him on and maybe in. vote. Maybe he talked to Brendan Vote as well. <laughs> oh, Harrison, look at you looking like an angel with the lights know, and the stains are, of oil you, on your, <laughs> your Are <camera>. you ascending? <laughs> I'm not ascending like Christian Brown's ascending. Oh. Like, like, rotation. <laughs> not quite like that, but... He is ascending yeah. in the rotation for sure. Uh, all right, who'd we talk to first off? Jokic and Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Okay, that makes sense. He also had a great game tonight. All right, let's start with Jokic. Um, Nicole Jokic. We're in a great suit today, uh, by the way, an absolutely <laughs> great suit. Okay. Well, um, different man. Jokic talked about Jokic talked about how he's liked how he really likes Christian Brown, how he's a big fan of him. He talked about that a little more today, and just how. Christian Brown really wants to learn, and that's the thing Nikola Jokic likes most about him, that he just wants to learn and learn to play the right way. That means a lot to Jokic, for sure. And Jokic also said, look, he's not afraid to ask the stupid questions, which I thought was a great line, and it's like classic Jokic where it's like, so true you know like it's it's it is but it's also an insult like kale if i was like you know what i like about you kale you're not afraid to ask dumb questions no fear of i heard you say that yeah Yeah, we we always tell kale we love that he has no problem looking stupid yeah you're so comfortable looking dumb like that's what i love about you man that's great great trade silly other people be embarrassed talking the way you do Jokic is like me a bully he, oh, he only, yeah. You know what? He's so oh, like, actually. You yeah, two are one in the same. We are the same person. <laughs> it's so true. But, like, that shit is so important for a rookie. Of course. And that's plain, you know? Um, What's the dumbest question was... you think he's asked? <laughs> uh, what, who's that? Who is that? Yeah, who's that that's guy? That's Jamal, Jamal Murray. Murray. What the hell's <laughs> wrong with you? Like, where do I park my car? Yeah. <laughs> How's this team, like, playing on the Kansas Jayhawks. This yeah, is Jayhawks question. Kansas. Wait, like, where's the practice facility? <laughs> <laughs> the practice facility. Oh, that is a dumb question. Yeah. Um, um, all right. What else? Um, Yoke also went on about how he loves Bruce Brown. And he said his favorite part about Bruce is his crazy, that's a quote, his crazy energy. And it doesn't really matter what Bruce does in practice or a game. 
if he makes or misses a shot. He's always jumping around. He's always, like, yelling at people. He's always bringing this energy that, that Jokic just loves. I love that, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Brown and brown. Dude. We Last year we thought it was green, but no, dude, it's brown. The, dude, the browns are so much better than the greens. So going much through better. all the colors. We're going through all the We also all got Jack White just in case. Yeah, at a certain point. <laughs> you're just like, you know, let's cut all bases. <laughs> yeah, at a certain point we yeah. had brown, brown, green, bones, and yolk on the floor. All right. Thanks for that. Thanks for that detail. I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, Jokic had his first songboard of the season. I Hell yeah, he tonight. did. Of course. Yeah. I asked him about it. He says, look, I only take them when I'm desperate. So that's, that's why I took it. Tonight. But he wasn't desperate tonight. That's the thing. Because he's right. That's what made tonight so special is that he was not desperate. He's like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, we hypothesized he just wanted to put it in AD's eye. Well, he was feeling himself when he took that song. No doubt, <laughs> He's dude. definitely feeling himself. <laughs> yeah. it, it was pure, too. It yeah. was absolutely pure. Yeah. Um, so we also talked to Bruce Brown as well. And um, Bruce Brown had a lot of good things to say. So the Lakers' game plan coming into tonight was apparently to let Bruce Brown shoot threes. Uh, apparently the Lakers were calling him a shift guy, meaning their game plan was to clue out short to him. And make threes. And then, of course, Bruce hit, like, four threes in the first quarter. Yeah, great game and plan. so, yeah. Well, so LeBron started talking shit to him. He was like, oh, like, you're happy you're making some threes, yada, yada, yada. And Bruce Brown said his response was, your game plan ain't working, sir. <laughs> wow. End it with a sir. I respect. like that. Yeah, respect. Yeah. Um, also, this was good from Bruce. Um, somebody rattled off Nicole Jokic's stat line when they were asking Bruce Brown a question. And Bruce Brown had no idea Jokic scored 31 points tonight. He was like, wait, what? He had, he had 31? No way. He had 31? That's a dumb he wasn't, question. He wasn't watching? That's a dumb question. <laughs> it's not that he wasn't watching. I just think Jokic, to us, like we know how easily he scores and how like we can be watching a game and we're like, oh, Jokic has... 28 and Jokic has 35 all of a sudden so yeah. I think it was one of those for Bruce Brown where I don't know if he's used to that where Jokic can just put together a 30 point game like that um and he pretty much just said look no one can guard him it's that simple and then uh Bruce was talking about the defense as well tonight and he said look we can be really good defensive defensively but we don't talk as much as we should we need to communicate more thought that was pretty on the nose okay. because there, there were a lot of times tonight where, and you've seen this this season, but Denver, when they have defensive breakdowns, there's just this general look of confusion on a lot of guys' faces. And I think a lot of that is communication, but also just, I guess, maybe not knowing what they're supposed to be doing. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. A lot of new guys, you know. I mean, that's just the one thing about the Nuggets that I think is a little under the radar is there's a lot of new guys, and some of that defensive chemistry is – like some of the defense, I think, just comes down to that. It's just a lot of new yeah. guys. You got, you got a lot of chemistry on the defensive end to, to learn. Yeah. And then Bruce also was talking about Christian Brown. He said his advice to him has been uh, – on the offensive end, he said his advice to him is in transition, just dunk everything. He said Christian Brown might have the most bounce on the team. I mean, Aaron Gordon's on the team. Jeff Green's on the yeah. team. 
Yeah, but maybe. His first, his first, his first uh, notion was Christian Brown. That's incredible. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I got from those two. All righty. Well, good stuff tonight, Wendy. You had any parting <laughs> thoughts or any final thoughts? I had no results. Um, Matt Ryan, is he the third most important player on the Lakers? <laughs> that's your guy. We know it's your guy. We know, Classic win guy, Matt Ryan. Loves the what, Atlanta Falcons. Why would he like someone like that? <laughs> Fairview High School alumnus. <laughs> Get home, buddy. Get home safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, why don't we bring on Morena right now? You, yeah, yeah. you want to hop on the show? Eric, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, get I'll out of here. here. I mean, come on, Eric. Come yeah, on. get out of here. No um, results found. You guys, uh, one of the queens of the chats. Hop on in. She's been in town uh, from, is it Detroit? Was that right? Did I screw that up? Bring this one on nice and close. Were you at the game tonight? Yes, I was. I like that you also, uh, you got the red headband too. Yeah, I had to be headband Jokic. <laughs> you had to be <laughs> for tonight. And you were the good luck charm because he absolutely went off. You've been to a Nuggets game before though, right? This is your second trip? Um, this is my first time to Ball Arena, so I saw the home opener. Oh, right, right. And then you saw this one. All right, what are your impressions of Ball Arena? It's so nice. You think? Yeah. I think every NBA arena outside of like four is the exact same. I mean, yeah, Little Caesars is about the same. Is that what it's called in Detroit? Detroit, Little Caesars? Caesars. That's just tough, man. You went to both games uh, this week. What was the difference in the crowd um, experience in those two games? There were more Lakers fans. (laughs) (laughs) There were (laughs) some on the other game, but tonight they really (laughs) were a lot. (laughs) I mean, I didn't see any Thunder fans in the first game, but there we're like enough Lakers fans where like they were cheering yeah. and you could hear them. Yeah. And it was really annoying. Yeah, and they all look the exact same, don't they? Yeah. They dress the exact same. They have mm-hmm. the same the same look yep. to them, same style. We'll just we'll just stereotype you <laughs> Lakers. They're all doing this and they're all looking confused at the scoreboard. <laughs> um all right. What else uh, what stood out to you tonight? What's your big takeaways? I'll I'll let you be just be a regular panelist. Huh, okay, my big takeaway. I think it was really Christian Brown. Like I wasn't expecting for him to get so many minutes. Yeah. And then he did a really good job on LeBron. Yeah. Which I thought was actually <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I guess my um my cousin really hates LeBron, so he was just watching the game yeah. and like shit talking LeBron to <laughs> <Okay>. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Well, you don't understand. This is like the rookie. He looks like he's twelve years old and right. he's on LeBron. And he like he did a good yeah. job, so so Dev says, who is it? Oh, no, it's uh, Swiper who says that he has good hair. Would you agree? No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Is it what, what is cultural? Because Just because he has the long swooping hair. I'm just saying, I just think he needs to shave it. He just needs to go straight shaved head, get a neck tat, then he'll look, they'll look perfect. That's, that's how I see them. All right, we have like a ton of super chats to get through. Moreno, you're going to have to get help us get through through all of these. Hopefully there's a, a few question marks in. D- David Walker says, Adam adds one to two inches to every nugget's height. It's not true. It's not true. Yeah. He's 6'7", isn't he? Is he 6'7"? Oh, no. was- How tall do you think I am? I, dude, actually, here's the truth. Anybody below like six foot two to me they're all the same height i have no idea so you're not six two you're sub six two right how tall are you i actually don't know i don't know add two inches you can yeah there you go it depends it depends all right we also have joker the best gift from europe in u.s history and then an emoji of the statue of liberty just oh that's right that's a a little double meaning there jeez josh that was money well spent brother that was a great comment dylan says can cb's nickname be the 
<laughs> Marina, how do you feel about the that? Hound. Can, can Chris, Kristen the Hound. Can Christian Brown's H-A-U. name be the Hound? <laughs> the Hound. The Brown the Hound. What do you think? Yeah, only if they spell it exactly like exactly that. Exactly like that. The Hound, it actually does, he does kind of fit him. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's I don't think bad. anyone would understand it. Nobody it would, would. It would take too long for it to latch on. You have to understand, 90% of the things we say, you don't understand them unless you're like in the circle. Like that is some true. People, you have to like almost try to get in. It's a whole different language we have. Um, thank you for putting that one up. Kelsa Colo says, Super Chat. Some people, I feel bad. I feel like they messed up their super chat, you know? And then they're like, damn it. There goes my $2. Uh, Ethan says, Munder. Oh, we didn't even talk about this. Munder, take that L on the way out, baby. I love all the take that L on the way outs I've been hearing. You know, it's a good callback. That's like almost a previous. Yeah, the Lakers. I understand. I'm just saying that's like a previous iteration of all of this. You know what I mean? And I'm glad it's still going. It's the old. <laughs> We've it's gotten like worse at this lore, though. Everybody gets to tell their people And then their people tell yeah. their people And it just keeps on going You gotta stick around with that Did one. you Did you like stare at any Lakers fans walking out today Did you just kind of like give them a little like Oh I was waving at them You were? Yeah You were really antagonizing? Yeah The guy in front of me He was for some reason cheering for both teams But he was getting kind of annoyed with me He was me. cheering for both teams Oh he yeah, had a good that game was, <laughs> That was annoying me first of all But then like I was That's yelling so You suck yeah. At LeBron because he kept missing, so every time he missed, I yelled, "You suck!" Yeah. And he kept trying to tell me he doesn't suck. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, anybody that's All arguing right, like against LeBron, who you know we know who he is at this age, like I mean at this stage, like come on, man. <laughs> the guy with the that. mullet. Actually, LeBron's pretty good. He had a uh, mullet. He had a that, mullet. Yeah, that's wow. all you need to know. Wow. Um, he needed. It's like the Rob Lowe NFL hat, you know, where he just has the NFL ones. Guy cheering for everybody. Like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Uh, Astray or Astray? I'm not sure. Says, I hope Brown knows how much the fans are behind him after these first couple games. He's a goddamn dog. Um, Here's the thing we've learned slowly over the years. I feel like I feel dumb, Dev, for learning this lesson slowly. I've been at this eight years. They all see everything. They're all watching the show right now, <laughs> including Christian Brown. He's like, are they talking about me? Why do they keep saying Brown Town? This sucks. What else do we have? <laughs> Shane says, that was the strangest basketball game I've ever seen. More like pinball. Turned it on late, though, and great to be back in the bar and see y'all. Hell yeah, man. Wait. Oh, it was strange early on. Yeah. I thought it was just me that thought it was strange. Really, it was. It was uh, first off, it was just bad offense. It, it was, was it so was, it much was bad, bad offense. It was bad basketball. So um, it was great when things started to pick up and you started. Oh, this is this is the sport that I love. <laughs> yeah, the Lakers are so bad, man. We haven't done enough on just how bad the Lakers are, but they are so bad. You know the guy that put that team together got an extension this offseason. <laughs> Honest to God, isn't that the funniest thing? That is crazy. That's Kobe's best friend, though. <laughs> well, then, okay, that's why then. Yeah, Just like, yeah, exactly right, we got to extend him. That's why. Uh, might be Jeannie's best friend. Um, James says, let's be real here. Ish should run the second unit and let Bones move off ball. The experience of Ish will help Bones. I agree with this. Like, you know, Bones, is, it's interesting because he's he's in a bit of a funk right now. And I think that personally, I agree with this take. Like, Bones, to me... Some of this is he has to figure it out. He needs to be better at certain things, you know, and he's a young player. He will he will be. Experience is, impor- is an important teacher. But some of this is I do think he's in a tough spot. Like, I don't think things are easy for him. And I think great players don't need the situation. They figure it out, and it makes them better. Um, and I think he'll eventually get there. But it is worth saying that the second unit doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and he looks his worst when he's playing with them as a unit. For sure. And also, I just... 
really, this is a year that he gets to take in being a point guard, playing on ball, mm-hmm. and it's in his second mm-hmm. season. So, like, this is a learning year, especially with – I really don't know if there's a way that you can shine when, you know, you has to, he has to be with DeAndre Jordan a lot of times. You there's don't not like another, that, huh? I don't like that, that pairing. Yeah. I think that Bones makes him a little bit better or right. manageable. Um but also, like, I just think that that's a tough, really, like you said, a tough spot to be in with that second unit, and it has been um, the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Hopefully Bones, you know, gets it together. But I'm not too surprised by it. I'm also not that concerned. I know some people today were saying, I saw a comment in the chat earlier that's like, he's the new Barton, just takes too many shots. Well, first of all, this is what I mean. He's in a tough spot. That second unit doesn't have a lot of natural scores. In fact, early in the game, he was out there. Uh, the second unit was out there, but Bruce was out there, and Bruce hit like two or three threes in a row, and it disguised how inept the offense was. And again, I just think that one, you got to find an identity when you're with that second unit. They don't have that figured out yet. And then two, he's in a tough spot. But again, I think he'll figure it out. Um, I'm not too. Bones is one player that I'm. I think I'm less concerned than most people are. Even though I think, yeah, he hasn't been very good for most of these games so far. Three out of the five games. Um, Tom says, Davon Reed midi pull-up was not it. <laughs> he got to be guy. pissed off about Davon Reed to, to send the super chat. What is your take on, <laughs> what's your take on Davon Reed? That's like, you know, because he's not a main guy. Like, how do you feel about Davon? I liked him last season, but he hasn't really done that much good this yeah. season yet. But it's still the beginning. But I don't know. Last season, like, the second unit just sucked so bad. So, like, yeah. he looks better than he does now, just in comparison. Yeah, he's like a shot maker, you know, and and I, I don't when he's not making shots like he takes some of them sometimes where you're like, what is going on here, man? Like, I don't know. I, I, Davon seems like a really good dude, but I, I do think of when you look at that second unit and you start to make tweaks to me, he's the easiest and most obvious. Like, OK, that's try a different piece there. Let's see what happens. Maybe it's ish. Maybe it's something else. We'll see. Um, Three card says forecast calls for a Murray flurry in the next five to 10 games. AD is very lucky. Jokic isn't much of a trash talker. Total humiliation for Mr. NBA top 75, man. It's so true. AD man. <laughs> AD's on my hate list. Like he just is. And it's cause I don't like wasted talent. And I mm. feel like there's a lot of wasted talent with him. He has zero dog. It's almost shameful how little dog he has in him. Did you, watching it live today, were you almost like embarrassed? Some it of the- was so funny because <laughs> he like made this whole big thing. He like grabs his back and like yeah. hunched over and like won't move. And then two minutes later, he's fine. And I'm like, buddy, yeah, come on. Like you can come just on, acknowledge man. that you suck without pretending. Yeah. And he was getting done bad all day. So like you holding your back but not coming out of the game. Like are you hurt or is your feelings hurt? Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I- yeah. He was so bad. It was awesome. I can't imagine rooting for AD, standing AD. Oh, must be must be dark days. Um, AG with 19 dunks through five games. 11 have been assisted by Jokic. Love to see it. 19 dunks in five games. Remember I told you what he averaged, what, two a game roughly last year? Up to four a game? I'm telling you, man, he's on pace for it. This might be uh, – he's going to get to 150. I think – I think we all picked the over, but you, we were cautious over. He might smash the over, man. Uh, Josh says the Pelicans might potentially get a top five pick if the Lakers continue to suck for the rest of the season. And that's both funny and really terrifying. It's so true, man. Like we're having fun now. It's a long season. We'll see what happens. But that kind of is a dark timeline. That is a horrible timeline. And also the Lakers, like they already have guys that that get injured. So like if AD does have to sit down some time, um, if LeBron does have to sit down some time, 
They don't have anything else. There's nobody that they're waiting on that's going to turn anything around. Things look bad over there, and they, they look like a top five worst team in yeah. the league. Yeah. All right, what else? Let's fly through these. Um, Mile High Vibe says, Scott Hastings called the Munder a Dunder Mifflin. Let's go, Nuggets. You know what? I'm fine with it. <laughs> that sounds... He probably has a reason for it, too. He really thought it was Munder that he was yeah. saying. He was like, I'm going to tell you what Munder Dunder. means. You know what a Dunder Mifflin is, though? Do you know Dunder Mifflin? Absolutely, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the yeah. Daniel Raylan's new yeah. song. Yeah, oh, the no. Dunder Mifflin I love it. Uh, Danny K says, the calming presence of Jokic when he is locked in is unparalleled. Every time things look shaky, he can turn the momentum on a single possession. MVP. It is true. Sometimes it's frustrating, too, because you're like, yo, do it now. It's second yeah. quarter. Just do it. Do He's you. like, not yet. Not yet. Wait, wait till this fourth. It's going to be dope. Um, Abel says, nothing helps your defense more than playing the Lakers. Everybody Hell, knows yeah. that. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows that. That's so why you took the under. How much under were we today? We were like... It was twenty two, it was points under thirty. Yeah, that was, and it, they finished at like two ten or man, something like that. Yeah, that's a that was two oh nine. Yeah, you're right. That was a big under. Um, Bradley says best thing to do with my Nuggets winnings is to super chat the great show and shout out the incredible Christian Brown. Hell yeah, that is a great way to spend your winnings. It's a that's a real one. Real one. All right, last one. What do we have? Robert June says watch the game with my wife for the first time today. Instant fan of Jokic and the Nuggets. Cool to see anybody watch Jokic once and understand it. It's so true, man. Like, this is the thing about haters of Yoke. I'm always like, just watch him. Don't watch the highlights. Mm -hmm. Don't watch first take or don't listen to Nick Wright and that's how you consume. We know that's how some people consume him, through narrative. Like, just watch him, man. Just have fun. He does funny shit. Look, and then also from, like, a perspective of someone that does not know anyone, she probably only knew LeBron. Like, that was it. You just go, like, if you don't know any other names, you're like, who is that guy? That yeah. guy is is whipping his ass for one right and also he just looks really good i have to be a fan of that guy whoever right. he is right yeah um so those were good do we have any more, more. We, oh, we got two more came in all right we got uh munder difflin i like it you know what we might need a munder difflin shirt eric <laughs> we might need a novelty knockoff munder difflin shirt that pass falling out of bounds by yoke was sweet i think you're talking about the left-hander at the end he i don't think he was falling out of bounds but he did throw the most casual just like lefty bounce through the defense it's like not his most impressive pass, but it was in terms of how casual it was. And also you're going like through the lane with like top, you know, the top athletes in the world. And he's right. just, it just, it just, it was perfect. The one that Jeff Green, right? Uh, yeah. At the end, uh, yeah, towards the end there. Here's the thing about Yoke. I saw Nate Duncan put this out where they're like, Yoke's the best passing big. Um, you know, I think Yoke's the best passing big of all time, but he might also be the best, I can't remember, oh, cutting big. Because Jokic really has gotten good at catching the ball on the move. It's one of the things he's had in the last year and a half or so, and he uses it actually pretty frequently. But then it got me thinking, what are all the areas he's maybe the best of all time for a center? So the best passing big, I don't know if he's the best cutting big, I don't know if we can say that, but he's certainly a good one. Here's one thing I will say, though. He's the best floater zone shooting scoring big of all time. I honestly believe that. His numbers, he's led the NBA from floater zone in in makes like a lot in his career and from and percentages. I think he's the best floater zone big of all time. He might have the best hands of all time. And I mean this sincerely, like just catching passes, catching yeah. loose balls, catching rebounds at weird angles. I've never seen anybody have that, a big especially that has hands like that. 
So I think he is that. So when people talk about him as a good big, and then on the post, he's maybe not the best post up of all time, but he's great. He's got all these different skills, but he might be the best at these like three or four individual skills. Man, I love when I make a point not, so yeah, good that nobody that. can I even not, say You're just so it. good sometimes. All right. Let me uh, start the outro music there, Kel. Morena, I want to get a couple from you, just a couple of uh, fan questions here. What is your favorite Jokic game? Headband Jokic game. It had to be. Yeah. Why? It was just so crazy that it happened. And everybody in the arena seemed so yeah. excited. I was at home and eastern time zone so it's pretty late and i was just like yeah. in my room just over the moon what do you like during games where are you watching and, and what's your energy level um i usually watch in my room and my energy level is really high when we're winning and then when we're losing i just kind of like sit quietly and get really <laughs> pissed off which sucks for morning games you know yeah, because yeah. Then I'm just upset the rest of the day. Right, right. Everybody has a scapegoat. Like they're the one guy that they're like, he's the the guy. It was Will Barton in yeah, the past. Yeah. Who's who's your escape scapegoat? Hmm. Well, I guess last season it would have had to be Faku, right? Because he was just <laughs> everybody's scapegoat. It was just easy. Yeah. Because you could just point at the numbers and it's always like a negative. But I don't know. I guess this year, like everybody kind of wants it to be. DeAndre Jordan, right? Like, yeah, he's the easy one. You're right. Everybody does want it to be him. I don't know. He hasn't really upset me that much, honestly. Right now, it's like just Bones and Murray just getting their legs under them. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, but that takes time, so it's okay. And it's not like you're mad at either of those two guys, you know? Like no, that's the I love thing them. about them. You're just almost like more. You don't have quite the confidence in them that you usually would, and so it makes it kind of hard to be like, I don't know if we're gonna have this here. Give me your top five nuggets of the Jokic era. Um, Jamal Murray. He's number one? Yeah. All right. Jamal Murray, number one. Hmm. I have to assume Jokic is in here somewhere. Maybe not. Well, wait. I thought you meant including Jokic. Okay. Oh, okay. Jokic maybe. is number one. Jamal okay. is number two. Okay. Um, I really love Bones. Okay. We're not, are we just going like I love how, I love your stay? honesty here because just a second ago, Yo, yeah. Bones was a potential scapegoat. Now he's number three, which I just love. Yeah, this is this is. This I'm is, not talking about skill. I'm talking about who I love. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, All right. We got three. I really liked Paul Millsap because I liked how we could just call him dad. This is an incredible <laughs> list so far. I love it. That's why, because we can call him dad. It was the funniest thing when he like didn't get signed back onto the Nuggets. My youngest sister, she became a fan because of me and she loved dad. So she comes into my room one day and she's just like, I can't believe dad is leaving. I'm so upset. And I thought she was talking about my dad. Well, and I was like, what? Where's dad going? And then I realized she was talking about Paul Millsap. Oh like, my oh, god! Okay. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, you got one more spot to fill. I can't believe Paul. This is an incredible list: Bones, Murray, Jokic, Millsap. Hmm. It's gonna be like Trey Lyles or something. That <laughs> <laughs> was before my time. Okay. Who am I missing? I mean, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Gary Harris. You Aaron got Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yeah. AG. He's like he just seems he and Jokic just. Yeah. The injuries last season made it so that they could get really good chemistry. Yeah. 
I think it's, it's a solid list. It's a really good list. I like it. Four obvious picks. One curveball just to be edgy, just to be a little <laughs> bit unique. You got that in there. I approve of it. Nuggets smack the Lakers, embarrass the Lakers. We get a Sambor shuffle. We get a Sambor double. We get a little bit of everything. We go to Browntown twice over. Uh, it was a good Nuggets night here uh, on a Wednesday. But guess what? We got more Nuggets ahead. We'll be back tomorrow for a brand new show, 2 o'clock. More than we got Friday. Who do they play on Friday? Yeah. They got Utah again. And then they got the Lakers again. What a weird opening schedule. You just play the same teams. What a weird thing. We'll be back for all of it. Hit that like button on the way out. Evoca TV tomorrow, guys. 7 o'clock. We'll see you then.